0: At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio
1: with your host, Melanie Cole. If you've been diagnosed with cutaneous T cell lymphoma, you might wonder what that means in terms of treatment and outcome. My guest today is Dr. Christiane Querfeld. She's the director of the Cutaneous Lymphoma Program at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Querfeld. Tell us a little bit about cutaneous T cell lymphoma. What is it, and how is it diagnosed? What makes it so difficult to diagnose?
0: So cutaneous T-cell lymphoma is mainly uh, so-called mycosis fungoides, and it's really extremely difficult to diagnose um, because uh, this T-cell lymphoma can mimic many other benign skin rashes, such as psoriasis or eczema. And so even um, if patients um, have a long-standing rash, um, it may not they may not be diagnosed because the biopsy um, does not show features. Of a T cell lymphoma and can also on a biopsy uh, look like psoriasis or look like eczema. So you have to have a very, very low threshold um, as a clinician and as a pathologist um, to diagnose um, th- these type of lymphoma. In particular, you have to make sure, that um, you take a good history. So, if it's a long standing rash for many, many years, if it's typically uh, distributed or started in the bathing suit areas like the buttocks, the lower back, the breasts, the inner arms, so all the sun protected areas, that's very suspicious for mycosis fungoides. And um, patients. Um, um, have been in the past when they when I before I even see them, they have been treated with topical steroids and it's not um, helping, the rash always comes back. So, this is also another uh, sign that something is not uh, right.
1: Dr. Korfeld, once it's diagnosed, what are the first line of defense treatments for CTCL?
0: So, first line treatments um, are. Depending on how widespread um, the lymphoma is, if it's just the skin, usually you start with skin, so-called skin-directed treatments. And a skin-directed treatments is the spectrum of phototherapy. Can be PUVA, it can be narrowband UVB or just UVB. It can be topical steroids in combination or alone with phototherapy. Topical nitrogen mustard, which is the topical chemotherapy. Topical xatine or other topical retinoids, um, which also uh, affects uh, the malignant cells in the skin. <clears throat> and uh, radiation therapy, and this radiation therapy is called electron beam radiation, which is very, very superficial. So electron beam radiation is not the same like phototherapy. Phototherapy is something, that's in the spectrum of the light, uh, natural light treatment. It's just filtered. It could be either UVA, UVB, or a, a certain spectrum from UVB, which is called narrowband UVB. And UVA is not given uh, just as treatment. It's given with a, with a medication, a pill that sensitizes the body to the light. And the medication is called Xuralin. And if you give this in combination with UVA, then it's called PUVA.
1: When we talk about the skin-directed therapies, Dr. Quirfeld, tell us a little bit about the side effects. If we're going to start with a topical corticosteroid or the retinoids that you discussed, what are some of the side effects and what do people do about things like itching and the dryness that comes with these skin therapies?
0: So side effects, of course, every treatment has its pros and cons. If you start with topical steroids, usually you give more potent uh, steroids. And if you give it for a long, long time and, and throughout the body, you have to make sure that you are, you do not absorb a significant amount of steroids that can suppress your own uh, body's production of steroids. Steroids are very helpful and it's necessary, but you don't want to suppress your own body uh, production. Uh, also, skin skinning can happen. It's usually that's why we put patients on and off to make sure that this does not happen Certain areas cannot be treated with, with very, very um, strong steroids, such the uh, private parts or the axillary areas or, or skin folds um, because they have higher, um, um, the skin is thinner and the absorption is higher. Also on the face, you can't really use high-potent steroids. I usually and start um, steroids as first line and give additional treatment uh, once we have established a diagnosis. The phototherapy, in particular PUVA, can cause skin cancer, other forms of skin cancer like basal cells, squamous cell cancer, but only if you give it for a long, long time. Uh, the best, the best um, pattern or type of phototherapy would be narrowband UV. The risk is extremely low. And uh, topical nitrogen mustard and topical retinoids they can cause skin irritation that you get. Uh, like a contact allergy or really rashes from the medication. So, um, that's why we, once we give treatment, um, I'd like to see my patients, um, very closely and follow up three, every three to four weeks and see how the treatment works and how we can handle the side effects. One
1: so what do you typically do about those side effects for people do they can they use over-the-counter creams for the itching for these agents what do they typically do to manage and live with this so they're not so uncomfortable
0: so for the itching there are um, so it's, it's adamant to have a good care um, and I have um, a list of, of of eight to ten 10 um, unscented um, fragrances uh, moisturizers, moisturizing creams and or ointments. And so um, I call the Dr. Q's top 10. I want to make sure that patients um, do not use any lotions which um, are alcohol-based and can contribute to irritation. I do not like any scents in, 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 in the moisturizers that can cause irritation. If the rashes if the, if are very bad, sometimes bacteria can hide in those rashes on the skin I have implemented, I'd like to use um, so-called bleach baths, which I have adopted from treating, from, from, from children who are treated for eczema. And it's um, a quarter of a cup in a, in a full bath once or twice a week that works wonder. Uh, for the itching, the moisturizers is the first, uh, mild soap and moisturizing. Um, second, we could give systemic therapies for itching like um like um, the spectrum of anti-itch medications. I don't like to go into detail right now because every patient may respond differently. Um, we have also an upcoming uh, trial um, on patients um, who are really itchy and to see if it's a new topical formulation who can, who can stop the itching. And I do have to mention the itching is the major problem in in patients who have really the itch. They're not really bothered by the rash. It's more the itching. And if it's really severe, such as in syndrome, it's it's really it's, it's it's really disabling. And so we work on it. I do cannot promise I cannot promise really wonders, but um, on a continuous basis, we can decrease the itch um, significantly. We can also that the, the overall goal is to clear it. and once the patient is cleared, then the itch stops.
1: Now, tell us a little bit about phototherapy, the light therapy. What is it intended to do? And generally, what is the outcome for people with CTCL?
0: So phototherapy is is one of the mainstay treatments, as I mentioned before, and um, there are Experience is probably 30 years, um, 30, 40 years. It was, um, in particular, discovered in the late 70s that patients respond very well. So how does this work? I, um, so in two ways. One is that the light can directly kill those atypical, those malignant cells in the skin, and they can also diminish other immune cells who live in the skin, such as dendritic cells, Langerhans cells. These are the ones who actually support the growth of the lymphoma cells, and they are all affected by the light therapy. Th- therapy, so, so they don't like the light therapy, and so they eventually die off. And... Um, <coughs> In uh, um, um, studies, have actually shown that um, if you get, if you treat until you clear and then you taper slowly off over months, so the recurrence of the lymphoma is less um, than if you just uh, um, compared when you just stop uh, once the skin is clear. So I like to do this too, like tapering patients um, off slowly after the skin is completely clear. Usually what you expect is that you give it um, about probably around three, four months. um, That's the average time patient's clear. And then you slowly taper uh, from three times a week to two times a week to once a week and to once every 10 days. And so this is a process that goes over nine to 12 months. But that um, may be different. And some patients may just like to be on a treatment, maintenance treatment, for a, a year or two um, every 10 days. and would be fine.
1: <clears throat> and Dr. Querfeld, in just the last few minutes, please give your best advice for those living with CTCL in managing their symptoms and why they should come to City of Hope for their lymphoma care.
0: So we have a dedicated multidisciplinary clinic for um, CTCL or for cutaneous lymphoma. Um, um, It's Dr. Zain and myself and uh, Dr. Rosen. We have uh, extensive experience in treating those patients. Myself, I have um, um, been involved um, in the care for 14 years, and I'm very fortunate um, to do this. Um, We we have... um, we have the necessary, um, equipment here. Um, we have the staff who can support us in, in treating those, um, um, patients.
1: Thank you so much. You're listening to City of Hope radio. And for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.